Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. I'm so glad I can continue with this message about the voice of the Father and the voice of the Son. Yes, we are talking out of the book of Matthew, chapter 17, verse 5 and 8. But I encourage you to read a little bit more because it's a wonderful story of the Mount of Transfiguration where Jesus took his disciples, Peter, James, and John, and for a moment all that glory and all that wonderful light and favor of the Father and the presence of the Almighty One that came out of Jesus and he was shining so brightly And then it says a bright cloud covered them and the father spoke and he confirmed this is my son. And it says that even Elijah and uh, Moses were standing there speaking with Jesus and the disciples, the effect upon them, the three, Peter, James and John that were there, they fell flat on their face and they were so terrified. But it says Jesus came near and he touched them and he spoke to them. And we are talking about this wonderful story out of Matthew chapter 17. But let me read verse 5 and 8 just to remind you on what we are focusing. And we'll continue with the message that we also uh, had last week. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them. And a voice from the cloud said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. I think this is such a wonderful story we have here today. We read that Moses was there and Elijah was there. And I think this is so powerful because it says, uh, in other words, that Moses representing the law was there and Elijah representing the prophets was there. So we have Jesus, the son, the savior of mankind standing there. And then we have the law, Moses speaking to him. And we have the prophets, Elijah speaking to him. But the father said, now this is my son. In other words, he separated Jesus from the law and from the prophets, and he lifted him above them. I think this is something very important to find out and to study that we believe in the law. And I'm not saying the law is finished because uh, 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 Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law, but he came to fulfill the law, and he did fulfill the law. But There is something greater for us. The Son, the law came so that we might know that we are sinners. The law came to point us that we need a Savior and that the Savior is Jesus. The prophets of old, many times they prophesied that the Savior would come. And Jesus, he was and is that Savior who came to save mankind. So the time of the law came to a fullness to reveal Jesus to us. And the prophets, all the prophecies together, came to a fullness to reveal Jesus to us. And the Father is just confirming here and setting aside or setting apart the Son, His Son, His only Son, Jesus. Now, just think of this. I am a father of three sons, and 
you know, there are just three people on this whole world that I can say, this is my son. I cannot just make a statue or something and say, this is my son. I know some have adopted someone and and don't be offended. I don't mean it in an offending way, but you would say, yes, that is also my son. But you know, this is not just by adoption. This is not just by something we created. This is not just by a spiritual son, as some would say, I have spiritual children. There are only three people on this world who came forth out of me, of whom I can say, this is, or these are my sons. And the same is with God. I know he can do everything, anything he would like. And, and I know we all are children of God. Etc., etc., but there's only one Jesus. There is only one who is identical to him. There is only one with all the characteristics, with all the everything, the fullness that the Father could say, This is my son. He couldn't just say that about everyone or anyone except of him who truly is his son. This is very important. Because we know there are very many people today who are still awaiting the first coming of the Savior, the first coming of the Son of God. But the Father says, this is my Son, confirming he is here right now. And that was 2,000 years ago that the Father said, he is here right now. This is him. He is here now. I'm setting him apart of all other people on this world. There is no one else. And you know, there are many scriptures, if you read Hebrews and all that, he could not speak uh, of anyone else saying, this is my son, but he said it of Jesus. And so this is important that the father himself, and we have the testimony of Peter, James, and John confirming that they heard the father say, this is my son. So he set him apart. He said, this is my son. And then he says, whom I love. I think that is so wonderful, whom I love. You know, the love of the Father, oh, it is revealed in the Son. And the Son, what he accomplished on Calvary's cross is the evidence of the love of the Father to us. That love has such a great and awesome power. Oh, the love of the Father revealed in the Son to us. It says that the Father said, with him, I am well pleased. But let me tell you, that is a little different translation than the original translation, because it doesn't say with him, I am well pleased, but in him, I am well pleased. Now you might think, oh, John, you know, what is the difference with with or with that word in? But there is a big difference here. It's not just that the father says with him, I am well pleased. In other words, oh, I love him because, you know, he's listening to me. He's obeying me. He's a good boy. He's doing whatever I tell him to do. He's obedient. No, my dear friends, it says in him, I am well pleased. Actually, if you would study that a little bit more, it brings such a wonderful revelation that in Jesus is the pleasure of the father. The fullness of his favor is there, his goodness. Now, if you would think back in Genesis It says that God spoke and said that he regretted that he made man. Oh, sin had defiled man 
in such a way and their sin was so great that the father says, I regret that I made man because that separation, that barrier and where man was living and working in that awful sin. And it says every thought that came in their mind was sinful. Every action was sinful. And you know that God is holy and that holiness cannot have anything to do with sin. And so it was all sinful what man was thinking and speaking and doing. And that brought such a barrier that God said, I need to finish it. I cannot keep it like this. And we know that the great flood came and only Noah and his family were saved. But now he says about Jesus, in him, I am well pleased. First, he said, I regret I made mankind. And because of that sin, awful sin, I have to finish it with mankind. There's a curse upon mankind. Mankind is separated of God and of his of his goodness and of his pleasure. But now in Jesus, who is God who came in the flesh, there is the fullness of the favor of God. There is the fullness of the grace of God. There is the fullness of the love of the Father. There is the fullness of all his goodness. And we know that when we are in Jesus, we are in his grace. We are in his favor, in the favor of God, in the grace of God. Jesus in us, the Bible says, and we are in Jesus. Then we are in the pleasure of the Father. Then we are in the favor of the Father. Then we are in the goodness of the Father. Then there is no separation between us and the Father and between the Father and us. Yes, then our sin has been put away, not covered, but it has been taken away. It's all through Jesus. It's all in Jesus. When we are in the Son, in Jesus, when Jesus is alive in us and we have been made alive in him, let me tell you, then we are in the fullness of the pleasure, of the favor, of the goodness, of the grace of God. The secret is to be in Jesus. The Father said, in him, I am well pleased, and whoever is in him, there is the favor of the Father. And then he says, now listen to him. You have listened to the prophets. You have listened to the law. But now listen to my son. Oh, the Bible says in uh, Hebrews 1, verse 1 to 3, it says, In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets, and at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven." Oh, how is this scripture not confirming what I've been telling you in these past minutes? Oh, I tell you, God speaks to us through the Son. Oh, His Son, who is the heir of all things, and we are co-heirs with Him. Oh, hallelujah for that. We are co-heirs of all the blessings, of all the goodness, of all the promises that God has ever given and spoken to his creation. We are heirs of all those promises. 
because we are in the Son, when we are in the Son. I think this is a wonderful thing. So the Father here says, he says, now this is my Son, whom I love, with him or in him. I am well pleased. Listen to him. I think if we would listen more to Jesus, my friends, if you and me, if we would just daily listen more to Jesus, we would get in less problems and we would have a lot less problems in our life. And especially also these days, but it has always been the same, we would not get into so many strange and wrong doctrines that are going around this globe every every so often. And some of these old wrong doctrines coming back after so many years again. But my friend, if you would listen to the words of Jesus, God is speaking so clearly through the Son. The message is so undeniably clear. There is such sound doctrine in the words of Jesus. And yes, oh, Jesus doesn't just say anything he wants to say. He is totally in line with Scripture. He is totally in line with the Old Testament, with the New Testament. Everything is a completion. There is not one thing that is wrong in the teaching of Jesus. There is not one thing that would deceive you or bring you on a wrong path if you would just listen more to Jesus. Study his words. Look to his actions. I tell you, it would bless you. It would help you. I'm not saying that the rest of the Bible is not important. No, the whole word, all of Scripture has been given to us, the Bible says, to edify and, and to build and encourage, etc. But you know, the words of Jesus... It just pulls it all together. Oh, we see there in the words of Jesus how it keeps us on the right path and how it explains the wonderful goodness of the Father to us. And yet, on the other hand, it teaches us with a renewed heart to live according to his will in holiness. Yes, the words of Jesus to love one another, to forgive one another, and to love the world, the nations, and to bring the gospel to the nations that they too might be saved. Oh, we find it all purpose and meaning. It's all in the words of Jesus. So study his word. And the Father said, listen to him. So if God the Father gives us a commandment, listen to my son, then I think it would be a wrong thing to say, no, I'm not listening to the son. Father, you need to speak to me. You know, the Father says, here is my son. Listen to him. So, to the Son, we should go, and we must go. Let me also tell you that even this word that the Father spoke, this is my Son, whom I love, in whom I'm well pleased, listen to him, all these parts are found in Scripture. So, even the Father didn't go outside of his own word, but he also stuck to his own word. He stuck to Scripture, and you can find it Oh, if time would permit me, I could tell you where all these parts are written in the Psalms and in other places in the Bible that you read that all these parts are taken, are really, they are quotations out of the Word of God, out of His own Word, just confirming it right here. And I think that's another important thing, that, you know, it was already written in the Word, and the Father just confirms it here, but it comes out of Scripture. So it's a wonderful thing that the Lord speaks. It's a wonderful thing that he confirmed here. This is my son, my beloved son. And it's important that we listen to these verses. It's important to understand that Jesus is separated from all the others. Yes, you know, 
and we have the testimony of Peter, James, and John. It says uh, in 2 Peter 1, verse 16 and 17, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty, for he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, and this is what the voice said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Here we see it, in whom I am well pleased. So Peter gives testimony in Second Peter chapter 1. He says, when we are talking about Jesus, it's not just something that we felt or feel or that some man has told us to uh, say to somebody else, but we are telling you what we saw and what we heard. We saw the glory and the majesty there that came out of Jesus when that fullness of glory came out. And we heard that voice of the Father confirming and saying, this is my beloved son. So my dear friend, what I'm telling you also, this is a word from the Father who is telling you and me, go to the son, listen to him. In him is my fullness. If you are in the Son, you will be in my goodness, in my favor, in my pleasure. If my Son is alive in you, my fullness, my goodness, my pleasure will be alive in you. And now listen to him. Or let's go to the Son right now. Shall we do that? Let us say a prayer and just thank him for a moment. I don't know where you are, if you are able to lift up one or two hands in thanksgiving. But why not today? Take a moment and say, oh, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for coming. Oh, you left all your glory and fullness in heaven and came down in the flesh so that you could come near to us and bring the Father near to us and bring us near to the Father. Oh, we thank you for paying that awesome price on the cross of Calvary, giving your life in exchange for ours. We thank you for breaking every power of the enemy over our life. You broke every curse. You broke every power of sin. We are set free, and now we are renewed. Now our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Oh, thank you, dear Jesus. Thank you. Oh, beloved Son, thank you for all that you accomplished for us. Oh, you have blessed us so tremendously. And now you are alive in us, and we are alive in you, and together we are in the Father. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son. Thank you for confirming in our hearts through the Holy Spirit that Jesus is your beloved Son, and that whoever believes in him shall be saved and not lost. Oh, we don't have to fear death. We don't have to fear hell. We don't have to fear darkness because we have been saved by the precious blood of Jesus. And also there is healing and there are blessings in Jesus. And we receive it all today as an heir of your blessings. Thank you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 